are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening? And welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Wednesday, March the 20th. And today we're going to be talking Tigers on the podcast as I tape this on a sunny morning in downtown Detroit. Spring is in the air, so we got to talk a little bit of Tigers as I have a a new colleague to introduce to you guys. This is your boy Matt Shook, a sports writer here in Detroit City, covering the NBA for the Detroit News and the Associated Press, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for spreading the word about the show. Today we're going to run down some of the action around the league from Tuesday night, including a big night for the Brooklyn Nets. Also going to give an update on the Grand Rapids Drive as they ready for their final regular season weekend, give you an update on what's going on with them including a couple of big additions that they made on Wednesday morning. Also, a little bit later on, we're going to talk to Chris Brown. Well, it's not that Chris Brown, not that good of a get, but uh, a good get in and of its own with uh, Chris Brown of Town and also the new host of the Locked on Tigers podcast about the show. We're going to talk about the, the new show coming up on the network and also the Tigers heading into the 2019 season. Some devastating news on Tuesday and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, give me a follow on Twitter, by the way, at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. Also the uh, Locked on Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. But the Pistons, after Monday night's tough loss in Cleveland, the Pistons got some more bad news on Tuesday with um, a historic comeback by the Brooklyn Nets in Sacramento. Down 28, but D'Angelo Russell does his thing, scores a career-high 44 points. The Nets win 123 to 121, moving Brooklyn a half game within the Pistons. Pistons still sitting in the sixth spot, Brooklyn in seventh, but the Pistons are now two games ahead of Miami for the eighth spot and three and a half games inside the playoffs ahead of Orlando, who sits in ninth as we speak. The Hornets last night, by the way, lost to Philadelphia, so a good result for Detroit there. Charlotte now five games behind Detroit, sitting in tenth. You can almost write the obit on the Charlotte season, particularly as it pertains to the uh, comparison with the Detroit Pistons. We might have some magic number talk coming up pretty soon for the Pistons, which is always fun. And uh, tonight's games, we know that the Pistons are off again until Thursday night in Phoenix, but the, the uh, Miami Heat are at San Antonio, and the Magic will be playing host to New Orleans. The Heat will be big underdogs at Red Hot San Antonio, and the Magic big favorites. So we'll keep an eye on those ones and pass along those results as well. Uh, and as we mentioned, Pistons back in town in action on Thursday night at home against Phoenix. I'm sorry, on the road uh, against Phoenix. 10 o'clock start for all of us night owls there. Broad Beard of the Detroit News, my colleague there, had a nice stat that the Pistons are 10-3 and this season with two days off before a game, so that bodes well for Detroit. Um, and and the, the, other, the opposite of that spectrum with limited rest has been rough. So uh, when you know that the Pistons have limited rest with the games pretty much the rest of the way after this Phoenix one, the Pistons are five and six on the second half of back to backs and 18 and 24 with one day of rest this season, according to Rod. So again, reading between the lines must beat Phoenix on Thursday night. The Suns, by the way, have not played since Monday as well. They lost to the Bulls at home. So similar rest for them and they don't have the travel across the country that the Pistons do. So that was a nice uh, crucial and clutch loss 
for the Suns losing to the Bulls on Monday. That makes them three games clear below the Chicago Bulls, who are that one team just outside of that bottom three in the lottery chase. So really not a whole lot to lose at this second for the Suns, who are probably basically going to try to win at the, the rest of the way at this point on the tank meter. An important distinction to make because you know the, the Knicks and the Suns, who the Pistons have games against both of those teams left the rest of the season, they were just stockpiling losses with the tank mode in the middle of the season. But now that they've kind of secured in some ways, you don't want to go to a big winning streak if you're one of those teams, but looking pretty safe for those teams to be in the bottom three, which is all you need to do for tanking. So uh, Phoenix and New York might be giving it their all the rest of the year. So maybe these games aren't as big a layups as they were earlier this season. We know the Pistons having tremendous success against those four tanks at the bottom of the playoffs or at the bottom of the standings, 11-1 and one so far this season after the only loss of the year to one of those four teams Monday at Cleveland. But in other news, the Pistons sent Kyrie Thomas and Sfi Mikhailuk to the Grand Rapids Drive of the G League on Wednesday morning. Those guys will play tonight at the Delta Plex against the Delaware Bluecoats. The Drive also play Friday at home against Canton for their final regular season home game, and then Saturday at Fort Wayne. That's it for the regular season in the G League. The magic number is one for them for a playoff berth in the G League, that final spot in the Eastern Conference. They're holding off Capital City Go-Go right now, one of the better team names in pro sports. So a decent season going on for the drive, and we'll see if they can wrap up that playoff spot tonight against the Delaware Bluecoats. Love those G League names. But since joining the drive as two-way players, Kalen Lucas and Isaiah Whitehead have led the way. Lucas is shooting 41% from three in Grand Rapids, getting 20 points, 4.5 rebounds, and four assists a game. Whitehead getting 17.2 points a game, four assists, and four rebounds for Ryan Kruger's team. The drive is led by scoring and scoring this season by Marcus Thornton, who's getting 22 points a game. You remember Marcus Thornton. He has played nearly 500 NBA games, most recently for Washington two seasons ago. He will be 33 pretty soon, so I'm sorry, 32 pretty soon, I believe. So the clock is kind of ticking on his career in some ways. So, um, you know, he, he could have been an answer at some point this year on the wing for the Pistons in some ways, who knows. And maybe he could be part of the plan going into next season. Just something to kind of throw in the back of your mind as you're thinking about, you know, Glenn Robinson the third probably being gone with the team likely declining his option, although could maybe re-sign him for a lower number, who knows there. And then, uh, you know, some other pieces that the Pistons need to fill in as they look at the roster puzzle next year. So Thornton, you know, could be a possibility. Doubtful, I would say, but uh, maybe a long shot chance for him. But up next, we're going to talk to Chris Brown of the new Locked On Tigers podcast. But hey, did you know that you can fill out attorney bracket at DraftKings this year? That's right. DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, has a totally free bracket with tens of thousands of dollars up for grab. Everyone fills out a bracket during the tourney. You might as well do it on an award-winning app with tons of free prizes. For the first time ever, DraftKings is offering a bracket battle promotion with $64,000 in prizes. Will Michigan and Michigan State get there? I don't know. Will they play each other in the national semifinal game? That would be fun, wouldn't it? A fourth go-round for possibly Tom Izzo's team to make it four straight. 
against John Beeline and them, although the Wolverines would have other ideas, you would believe, going into that one. But some tough one seeds for both of those teams to go through. I digress. You know how brackets work. Before tip-off of the first game of the tournament, just pick the winner of every game, every round. That's all there is to it. And the best part is you can play for free with promo code DRIBBLE, D-R-I-B-B-L-E, for the non-spellers out there. You can even set up a private group for you and your friends to compete for bragging rights. Maybe throw a little side action on there, but you didn't hear that from me. Download the DraftKings app and head to DraftKings.com now. Use promo code DRIBBLE to enter the bracket battle promotion for free and compete for your share of $64,000. That's code DRIBBLE to enter the bracket battle for free. Only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions do apply and see DraftKings.com for details. And thank you for supporting the sponsors of the Locked on Pistons podcast. Yes, sir! All right, and now we're being joined by Chris Brown, but not that Chris Brown, this Chris Brown. Chris of the new Locked on Tigers podcast, which is coming out very soon. He's going to be the host of it, so I figured we'd have him on and learn a little bit about him for what I'm guessing are a lot of crossover fans that are Pistons and Tigers fans out here in Michigan or wherever you are or out the world. So, Chris, thanks for taking the time to join us today. Matt, thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate you doing this for uh, a startup show here when uh, when you when you're covering a playoff team. Yeah, it, for so many years. It was the, the Tigers that were the, the kind of the toast of the town, of course, with the, the Red Wings as well. But uh, it's a little bit different to be a guy hosting a show about the Tigers, given what the, we're, we're all kind of expecting this summer to be another, you know, last place maybe type of situation and looking ahead to the future. So but first, before we talk Tigers, especially with the depressing news that we got today on Tuesday as we tape this, let's talk about Chris Brown first. What's, uh, I know you write for Tigstown.com and, and what else, uh, you know, what, what's your kind of bona fides and what kind of things should people affect, uh, expect from the show? Yeah, you know, I, I just, uh, I started off basically as a fan, you know, I, I, uh, I'm i 38. I've been a fan since the early 80s. I was, uh, I don't really remember the 84 World Series, but I remember some of the later 80s stuff and, and you know, being there through all the, the 2000s and all that run. But I really, I kind of got my start just on the internet, writing on message boards and stuff like that and, and got more into it. And then I started doing that, uh, basically covering the minor leagues at, at Tigstown. And then I saw an opportunity a couple of years ago to host my own radio show, just an internet radio show. It was called Bad Hop Radio. And I think we probably had like 30 listeners every episode, but I kind of got into it and some other people heard me and, and I got to join on some other podcasts and then this opportunity eventually came along. And so I just kind of, uh, been slowly building my personal brand, if you will. I mean, that sounds really corny, but, uh. It's kind of just the way it's been for the last five years or so. Yeah, and that's uh, the way it kind of goes these days, especially with this uh, industry that we have that's up and down, and the old way is, is now the new way, and the new way is now the old way or whatever you want to say it. But, Chris, um, what about the show in particular? Do you, I know it's uh, it's kind of probably in the be the, the planning phases, and it'll change as time goes on, as, as we did here. I've been doing it for about a year and a half myself with Lockdown Pistons, but what kind of ideas, what kind of things can, uh, can folks expect uh, every day from Lockdown Tigers? Yeah, well, at, at the beginning, we're just a 15-minute show. So basically half, uh, I think half of what you guys get to do, which uh, I, it seems kind of daunting to me, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, for the most part, I'm just kind of, at the beginning, I'm going to uh, offer basically a recap of last night's game and a preview of the next game. And par- 
part of what my pitch is at this point is, is like, hey, the season's going to be bad. You don't have to watch. Just listen to me, and I'll tell you what happened. Yeah, and I'll 15, tell you what you want to watch later. 15 minutes is a lot better than three hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, and that, that's that's the, the pitch right now. But I'm also, you know, I, I mentioned you know, I write for Tykestown. I, I way into minor league baseball, and that's really where I think a lot of the optimism is going to come for the, the Tigers' future. So I'll cover some of that. And I'll cover league-wide issues. Like I did a, a random one-off episode last week where I talked about new uh, rules changes across baseball. And I talked about some teams are now using four outfielders at one time just uh, as, as a new defensive shift. So I thought uh, people should look for that. Is it just general baseball stuff, mostly Tigers. And, and uh, you know, if there's any relevant other things going on in baseball, Hall of Fame discussion or you know, new analytics or anything like that. I'll, I'll discuss it. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing it myself, Chris. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the minor leagues. Since, like you said, it's kind of the big story this year with the Tigers as, as, as fans look ahead, uh, some of the blue chip pitchers that are coming up. Are you sold on this uh, this overall minor league organization right now? I mean, we've seen that some of the Baseball America lists have it, you know, middle of the pack. And obviously the Tigers have made some trades at the deadline to try to acquire as many you know young pitchers as possible and drafted them as well. Where do you kind of see where this organization is right now in terms of uh, the crop of talent that could be coming up over the next several years? Well, I think they are officially okay. They, uh, they're better than they were a couple of years ago. They, they've definitely increased their depth across uh, the minor leagues in terms of you know potential major league players. But most of that depth is still kind of... Um, bench help and you know swing men and stuff like that they really they do have you know five or six really interesting prospects uh, as guys who can come up and be average or above average major league players but they still have a, a pretty long way to go in my opinion and uh yeah and with the news of fulmer going down you know i was kind of counting on him being one of their uh, potential trade chips and so he's going to be gone for a year plus so you have to look away from that so we're really looking at them rebuilding through the draft which is Kind of a sketchy proposition in baseball. Yeah, a lot of big questions. And like you said, Michael Fulmer not only making uh, the Tigers a little bit less watchable this year on the major league level, but like you said, uh, the uh, the chance that he could have replenished the farm system a little bit as a, as a deadline deal or maybe even having a good season and going into next summer as a potential trade piece and now looking at Tommy John's surgery and missing the entire season. So horrible news for Tigers fans yeah. on Tuesday. No, no good news. There's no such thing as good news in spring training. So... Um, no, that, that's, bad, a, that's a good point. The bad Unless news, you're signing Bryce Harper or something. Yeah, right, right. Or, or you're Mike Trout's uh, accountant or something yeah. like that. I, I guess that would be probably a chance for good news, too. But what, what do you think that means? When Michael Fulmer out for the season, is this like, is Daniel Norris for sure going to be in the rotation? I know there's a couple other names out there that are in Lakeland trying to maybe get some spots. What is, what's kind of the fallout other than the, the Tigers, like I said, being a little bit less watchable this summer? Yeah, I mean, Fulmer was projected to be their best starter this year. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be tough. But it, it does seem like it's going to come down between Daniel Norris and Spencer Turnbull as the fifth starter this year. And really, I mean, you're looking at a rotation of Matt Boyd, Jordan Zimmerman, Tyson Ross, Matt Moore, and Norris or Turnbull. Um, it's not the Tigers 2012, it ain't. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of think that Turnbull is going to end up winning that job and Norris will stick around in the bullpen. But 
could, I, I guess if I had to pick which one I'd like to see, I'd rather see Norris. Just give him one more shot to try to start. I mean, he's had such a up and down career with the Tigers already. So many injuries and, and lack of success. And I'm not really convinced that he's going to get it right. But what else do you have to lose this year? There's really, you know, that like you said, this is probably a last place team or at least a fourth place team. You know, the Royals are pretty bad too. Um, so yeah, you got to replace those innings somehow and, and got to see what you have in, in Norris before you make a final move to move him to the bullpen or whatever. And I, I kind of like Spencer Turnbull. I don't know if people have seen much of him. He's a big, strong guy who throws pretty hard and, and he's got four or five different pitches. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, usually what happens in the baseball season, you end up with like nine or 10 different guys starting over the course of the year anyway. So I'm sure we'll see both of them a lot, but I guess at the, at the beginning, I'd like to see Norris start and then you can bring Turnbull in later. Yeah, you're right. We talk about spring training and who these five spots are going to be, and then two weeks later, three more guys are starting games uh, because of injury or whatever else. But uh, Chris Brown of Tigstown and also of the new Locked on Tigers podcast. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Chris. For for players at the major league level, obviously there's some expectations that Castellanos plays well offensively and maybe Miggy bounces back with a decent year as well. Is there somebody else that you're kind of looking at as maybe possibly having a breakout year, whether that be one of these guys that's uh, been in the bigs a little bit, or maybe a minor league guy that some of the fans haven't heard about that uh, that you think might have a pretty good season uh, individually for the Tigers this year? Well, I think that the two names you have to look for right now are Jamer Candelario and Kristen Stewart. And Candelario came out on fire last year. The first two months of the year, he was you know awesome, hitting uh, 300 with power, and then he hurt his wrist. And basically everything went away. He was he was pretty bad for the next three months. And part of that is, uh, you know, he's he's a switch hitter, and he just ended up being much better from the right side than the left side. And what I need to see this year, I need to see if that was all because of his wrist or if the league figured him out. That's something to watch. But if he is closer to the guy he was in the first half last year, he's probably going to be their best player this year, uh, which would be a bright spot for sure because he's only 25. And, uh, you know, he came over in the... Justin Wilson, Alex Avila trade a couple years ago. And then Stewart is a guy that I think Tigers fans have heard about for a long time. He's a, you know, it was a supplemental first round pick in 2015, I think, maybe 2014. Um, and he's got a ton of power and he walks a little bit. He'll strike out a lot. He's a bad to terrible defender. Um, <laughs> and we, you know, we see guys like that in the NBA too. Uh, they, they can provide some value, mm-hmm. but uh, he's a three and no D guy, I guess, as you would, you would say. Um, <laughs> nice, nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a guy who – the sort of player that the Tigers haven't really had much in recent years is, is a patient power guy, sort of a – Alex Avila was kind of like that in his good years where he would either strike out or walk or hit a homer. Um, and I'd like to see I – mean, Stewart's got a chance to hit 30 home runs this year, which I think fans will enjoy. It could be kind of fun, too. Like a few years back when the Tigers weren't really all that good, they had Brennan Bosch come up and just start hitting monster bombs. And it was really fun for a couple months before the league figured him out. And so I, I think there's a chance we could see that with Kristen Stewart. Uh, but yeah, beyond that, you're kind of hoping that a couple of the veteran guys have solid years or Jacoby Jones magically learns how to hit. And uh, I just wouldn't count on much of that. Well, plenty of good seats available at Comerica Park this summer. So hopefully we'll <laughs> see some yeah. folks down there. And like you said, uh, Kristen Stewart, uh, power kind of at all levels in the minor leagues. And we'll see if that... Translate to the bigs, but I know that uh, what's going to translate to the Lockdown Network is Chris Brown coming on with Lockdown Tigers. Excited to hear the podcast. You could follow him on Twitter at Chris Brown 914 
Rita Montague's town as well. And uh, Chris, uh, good luck this summer. And hopefully I'll come on the, the show sometime and uh, we can talk baseball. When uh, Now that we've got a nice day here in downtown Detroit, it's starting to feel like, uh, you know, baseball season. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. I, I know, like I said, you know, you got a playoff team to cover here, and and this is a bad baseball team. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it does. There's something about spring that that you know it starts to get warm, and baseball starts to get in the air, and then you know, opening day is an event in Detroit always. But uh, after that, yeah, it, it might be rough. So just go ahead and listen to the 15 minutes instead of the three hours. And thanks again to Chris Brown for that, and thanks to you guys for tolerating a little bit of Detroit Tigers talk. I figured we'd give a little love to the new show. I know that baseball is not in the front of our minds right now as we got a playoff team here in Detroit basketball land, but uh, thanks again to him for joining us. We're going to talk about the NCAA tournament a little bit tomorrow's show. I got some players that you guys got to watch when we're starting to think about the Pistons picking in the middle of the first round, maybe even some long shots as well. And of course, we're going to look ahead to the Phoenix game on Thursday night on tomorrow's show as well. So a lot of good stuff coming up for you guys the rest of the week. But I appreciate you guys uh, we're getting these shows out, uh, you know, kind of noontime this week uh, as my schedule is kind of um, dictated that, but we'll be back to getting these up first thing in the morning as soon as possible, probably the rest of the week. And then uh, as, as many days as we can going forward, that's kind of the usual plan. And I know you, a lot of you guys like to listen to them first thing in the morning and are maybe disappointed when they're not in your podcast queue, but we do what we can and uh, we'll try to get back on that regular schedule as much as possible uh, in the future. We appreciate your patience there. But this is your host, Matt Shook, saying thanks again to Chris Brown. Enjoy uh, the Locked on Tigers podcast going forward. Talking March Madness tomorrow. Basketball is back on Thursday night, a little bit of a layoff here, and we'll be talking about that going forward. So uh, thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.